Have you ever gotten a call from somebody that wanted to give you a referral, or maybe they even wanted to hire you as their agent, but you thought it was a sales call? So your tone was, you know, sort of on the protective sales call tone. You can tell when somebody's at a call center and there's white space in the air before they say hello. And, you know, sometimes I don't have time for these sales calls. And so I have to admit, I have an attitude when I get sales calls and sometimes they're not sales calls. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you an experience that I had last week where somebody called to give me a referral and it went horribly. And yes, my initial attitude thinking it was a sales call could have been improved, but it was not the reason the call went horribly. So let's talk about how to give a referral. Welcome to the Savvy Agent Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a thriving business so they have financial freedom in their life without having to work 24-7. I'm your host, Heather Wright. Now let's get to it. So last week I get a call. It's from an out-of-state number, which is clue number one. It's a sales call. And there was a lag on the phone. So when I said, hello, this is Heather, there was no one there. And so I assumed it was a sales call. It was not, but it was not much better than a sales call. So the person calling said, is this Heather? I said, yes, it is. And, you know, of course I'm instantly annoyed because I just said I was Heather. If you were listening, you would know that. (laughs) But then they're like, oh, great. (laughs) He said, do you work the Des Moines market? And I'm like, oh my God, I should hang up on this guy because it's a sales call. You know, all those sales companies that call wanting to know if you're still selling real estate so that they can somehow hook you up with their service and send you many, many leads that can make you lots of money, whatever. So I said, yes, I am. Like, I'm surprised I even stayed on the phone. Normally I would have hung up at this point, but for whatever reason, I stayed on the phone. He says, I've been making a couple of calls. I've got a referral and I'm honestly, I'm having trouble finding an agent to help. Okay. Well, that's weird. Like that shouldn't be too hard to find someone to take a referral. And so I was like, okay. And waiting for him to tell me more. And he said, so I was wondering, and then he interrupted himself and he says, I don't want to waste your time. And I don't want you to waste my time. Hmm. You don't want me to waste your time, but you're calling me. Okay. This is going really well. (laughs) So he says he doesn't want me to waste his time or him to waste mine. And he said, so would you be open to a referral for 25%? Sure. I said, yeah, that's pretty standard. And he's like, okay, well, yeah, I just want to make sure. All right. And so he tells me about his client. He says, yeah, I think he's approved. I think he's approved up to 350,000. But he's probably only going to buy around 200,000. He doesn't really need anything that big. You know, he may have said something else about it. It was all, it was very little information that I got. And I was just patiently waiting for him to say more. So I said, okay, okay. I'm just listening, taking it all in. And so then he said, why don't you tell me about yourself? What? Why would I tell you about myself? You're calling me like, And so I was so taken off guard by that. And maybe, maybe I shouldn't have been, uh, maybe I should have been prepared to give an elevator pitch, but I wasn't. So I reframed the question and I said, okay, well, great. Well, like, where did you find me? Um, you know, because I have over 240 reviews on Zillow, I could redirect him there. 
I have lots of testimonials on Google. I could refer him there. If he found me on YouTube, well, there's a lot of things I can refer you to on YouTube as well. But like he already called me. So whatever he saw on the internet, obviously he liked enough to give me a chance to take on this referral that he has. And I said, okay, well, let me ask, where did you find me? And then he interrupted me. (laughs) He interrupted me with anger and raised his voice and yelled at me. And he says, with all the respect in the world, which is funny, a funny way of saying that he says, with all the respect in the world, I can tell that you are not interested in my referral. Oh, he was mad because he told me when he first called that he found me on Google and that clearly I'm not listening. And with all the respect in the world, I, he can tell I'm not interested in his referral. Dude, really? And he hung up on me. So I, I actually did not have the opportunity to respond, but you know, that was kind of a bad call and sure. I was on guard at the beginning because it sounded like a sales call, but this guy was nervous. He was stuttering. He got really defensive when I asked a question. I mean, he didn't even introduce himself. He didn't even tell me who he was or where he was from. So of course I thought it was a sales call. And so people are obviously not teaching people how to have conversations on the phone. And so I thought I'm a little hot under the collar about this whole situation. So this podcast episode is dedicated to Alex. Hey man, maybe you'll get to hear this and realize what a huge mistake you made by not giving me a referral because I'm very cool and your client would have liked me. But also you suck at phone calls and having conversations and you totally need to work on that. So here's my recommendation on what we can all do to have a pleasant phone call with somebody we're calling to see if they'll take a referral. Right off the bat, introduce yourself, give them your name and tell them where you're calling from so that they instantly know it's not a sales call. Uh, It could still be a sales call if you're calling from EXP to set up a coffee meeting, but chances are good that it will set a better tone for the phone call. Explain you have a referral and ask if they have the bandwidth to take on any new customers. You might explain the price range, the area, et cetera. My friend Alex only talked about the price and how his buddy was approved for 350 but would probably only buy at 200 I have no idea what area of town he's looking at, if he's looking for, you know, a million dollar listing for 200000 I don't know anything about what it is that he's looking for because he didn't explain it. And frankly, I didn't have uh, a chance to ask that question. So once that person has said, yeah, they're totally into uh, working with your client, then ask if they're open to the percent you want to keep. Don't set the stage that they're wasting your time. You called them. Be polite. So I always just say like, hey, are you open to 25% for a referral? And if they say yes, great. And if they don't, then great. End the call. And you know, if it's a lower uh, price range for that particular market, well, maybe maybe 25% is unreasonably high. It's worth having that conversation. You know, you might get the same answer from everybody. If you're calling people and asking for a 50% referral, which was not the case here, but for example, somebody might do that. Well, yeah, most people are probably going to tell you no for a 50% referral. So be open to conversation about why the answer is no as well. For example, if you have a referral for me and it's under $100,000, then 25% is a little high. So when I'm giving referrals, 
I actually say, you know, Hey, if it's under a hundred thousand, how about 20%? And gosh, if it's under 65,000, could you just give me 300 bucks? You know, something like that. And it might vary. I might just give the lead away, but these are the things to consider. Of course you have goals. You want to be reimbursed for the work that you have done on the referral, but just keep an open mind on the receiving referral agent because they might have a different opinion than yours. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but being open and willing to have that conversation without (laughs) screaming at them and hanging up is important, I think. And then if you have specific questions about their experience, well, now is your chance to ask them. Don't expect an elevator pitch when they're not prepared for it. So I have a friend who is a gay man and he gets referrals because he is registered on I'm not even sure really what places he's registered for this organization, but he gets referrals specifically for that reason. Now, I could see where somebody in the gay community might really want to work with somebody who is also gay. And that might be a qualifying question. If that's the referral that you're giving, you might say, well, my client is adamant about working with a gay realtor. At that point, I would have to say, hey, I am a friend to the gay community, but I'm straight. And I'm married. So I totally, like, I couldn't pull it off. I couldn't even fake it if I tried. If they are looking for somebody who has experience in working with farms, well, I live in Iowa, but you know what I don't have? I don't have experience with farmland. I would be a terrible person to receive that referral because the level of service I would provide is probably less than what your client or you are expecting for that reason. So if you have specific questions about their experience, ask those. I don't know what Alex was hoping to hear when he said, tell me about yourself. (laughs) You know, I think he learned I was a bitch, (laughs) but that's okay because I'm pretty sure that might not have ended well in any way. Then get the information for your referral form and let your client decide. This isn't actually a decision for you. You are being helpful. You're hoping to connect them with an agent. But how many times have you given a referral out and never saw a paycheck on it because they didn't like that person? They didn't, that person went on vacation and they didn't have any coverage while they were gone. The clients just didn't really mesh with that person's personality. So you could get the information, you could send the referral form, have everybody sign off on it, share the contact information, and then you could set the stage and let everyone know that your client wants to interview a few agents. And so you're just gathering that information. Once you have the referral form signed, you'll share their contact information. And then what are the directions that you recommend at that point? Would would you recommend calling the client and having an introduction call? Would you recommend emailing them and having them set up a Zoom call with you? There are so many different ways that you can set this up to be a really positive experience for everybody involved. And as long as the agents know upfront that it's not a done deal. They're going to have to, um, they're going to have to secure the client when they meet with them, then it's totally fair. And actually, anytime I've ever been given a referral, I don't ever expect that this is a done deal. It's just a new lead. And then once your client has decided who they want to work with, well, you can touch base with the referring agent and keep touch and stay involved in the process, whatever you want to do. Although I wouldn't overstep your boundaries. I read a post where an agent from another state totally interfered with the listing. They influenced the seller to list too high for their local market. They went against what the local agent had recommended. They interfered during negotiations when the listing agent 
had brought them a good offer. Yes, it was at market value. So it was less than their list price, but their list price was too high because they listened to the guy from out of state instead of their local listing agent. So of course, the sellers ended up firing this local listing agent. Actually, I think they called the broker and the broker ended up having to uh, reassign another agent from their brokerage. So this poor guy walked away with 30% referral fee after dealing with all of this chaos at the beginning of the listing. And then the sellers ultimately, they didn't accept that first offer that was at market value. That was a good offer. They didn't accept it because they listened to their out-of-state realtor, associate, colleague, whomever whomever this person was to them. They chose to listen to this out-of-state person instead of their local listing agent. And ultimately, several weeks later, they took an offer for even less. So I totally get that you want to help your people because you're helpful, because you have industry knowledge, and maybe they're asking you questions and they're helping. But if you truly don't know the local market, stay in your lane and don't get involved. Refer them back to the other agent. Now, sometimes people have problems. Sometimes situations escalate. And sometimes it's necessary for us to work as a team, the referring agent and the receiving referral agent to work together to maybe de-escalate the buyers or the sellers, whatever the client type is. Have that teamwork to make sure that everybody is on the same page. That's one thing, but totally interfering so that it ends up screwing up your client's experience. Mm, That's another thing. So that's my message today for my friend, Alex, who is terrible at giving referrals. Who's probably still looking for somebody to accept his referral. And he probably has an unfortunate opinion of everybody that lives in Des Moines, when really most of those things could be solved by his own actions. So Alex, stay in your lane. Don't be a dick. We can all be better at having conversations with each other, myself included. I'm a little fast to want to hang up on salespeople. I'm also far from perfect. I'm very aware of my flaws, but I think that we would all do better if we tried. If we just tried a little. That's it. Good luck to all of us who are giving and receiving referrals. And then good luck to the rest of us who are willing and open to be on the receiving end of those referrals. Have a great weekend. 